0: Hey, everybody, this is Brian back with another episode of Grief to Growth, and today I've got with me Karen Doherty. And Karen is a psychic medium. Uh, she's a mentor. She put, supports souls on both sides of the veil by bridging communication between the physical and non-physical world. Uh, Karen is very passionate about the healing power of these conversations for the person who's left earth side after a loved one's passed, as well as for the soul who's now on the spirit side. She also teaches others to skillfully and reliably use and trust their own intuitive, maybe even psychic abilities so they can be fully connected to to guidance from within and beyond. Um, so with that, I want to welcome to group to growth Karen Dockerty.
1: Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I'm, I'm glad to, to meet you today, Karen. I think the work that you do is very special and very needed. We were talking before we got started, and wow, oh. <laughs> you're video just went crazy. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, hang on a second.
0: I, it's I don't think it's on your end. I was I was on a meeting for everybody who's watching, we might have some technical issues because I apparently Zoom did an upgrade recently that's causing some strange things. Uh the other thing I found that sometimes people who are psychic and people who have had NDEs can cost electronics. So I don't know if you've had that experience or not. But um getting back to the to the what we were talking about. So I think it's it's uh what you do is really, really important because people they really want to know that their loved one is okay, and we don't really we're not really sure how how do we know that but get, getting back to you for a sec how do you how did you get started in this? How did you find out about your abilities?
1: Well, as long as I can remember, so from early early childhood, I was always aware of other people the one of this world, but I didn't know really the t- terminology I didn't know who they were I just knew that we weren't alone Um, Mm. and then as sort of I grew up maybe four or five six seven years of age um, it became a lot more intense at times so it would be where I would then voice that to usually my grandmother my father's mother um, Mm. and she just used to say don't worry about it they don't harm you so it's almost like it became normality for me and I knew that she understood so that made it normal for me. And then as I progressed into my teens and later teens, I was kind of receiving messages for people. It might be that I was out with friends and I would say, oh, your grandfather's here and, you know, he's saying X, Y and Z. And at that point in time, obviously, I knew that not everyone did that, but it, I still didn't think I was a medium. I would still just thought that it was something I was able to do in a in a very normal way. It's the only way I can put it, sometimes hard to describe. Um, But then when I reached about 20 years old, it really intensified and it got to a point where when I was going to sleep in the evening, I would hear lots of voices, lots of different voices, and it became quite overwhelming for me. So I went and spoke to the medium, and this medium had said to me, Well, you know that you need to develop this. And I said, why? And she said, because you're a medium. And I still at that point didn't believe it. But as I looked back on my life, I was always fascinated with mediumship. I think my first book that I ever bought was a a medium called Doris Stokes. She was an English medium, very well known over in the UK. And I had bought her book at the age of 10 and read mm-hmm. it cover to cover and i'd watched mediums and been fascinated with everything so it all kind of made sense at that point as i went into development for that but that did take some time to get there
0: yeah so your your grandmother um she said don't worry about it they don't harm you so she was assuming that they were actually there and you were seeing or hearing them do you know that medium does media run in your family
1: Yes, I later learned that she was mediumistic and her sister was a medium who went out to work as a medium, whereas my grandmother didn't go out to work as a medium, but she used to, um, like my memories of her doing tea leaves and, you know, speaking to people about everything to do with spirit um, is in my memory, etched in my memory. So she was mediumistic as well, which is why she understood, whereas my parents, um, it's not that they didn't like it or didn't understand it, but I just think that they thought I was making it up or it was my imagination or it was just, mm-hmm. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas my grandmother, I knew that my grandmother actually understood and she used to tell my dad all the time, oh, here's Karen, she brings spirit with her. And I remember her saying that so many times. So it all kind of makes <laughs> sense later on.
0: Okay, and so you 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 mentioned that you saw medium. She said you need to develop this. So how do you go about developing it? Especially when you're someone who's natural born medium. So what do you do to develop it?
1: The development side of it really was more about understanding what was happening. So for me, the minute I sat in a in a home circle, we called it we call it over here. It's says small circle of people that sit and develop together. And mm-hmm. it's really, a, it's very traditional from, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, that's the way that mediumship was developed. And um, So when I sat within that circle, it really just was there. It wasn't like I had to go looking for it or think, well, where am I getting this information from? It was just there the minute I started to talk. But mm-hmm. the development of it was more about understanding how I was working as a medium, where where I was receiving this information. And really the biggest thing for me, which I don't think a lot of people study enough, is the foundation of understanding that we are spirit first and foremost and how we can connect to the other side.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So could you talk about that a little bit more, that we are spirit first and foremost? What does that mean to you?
1: Yes, yeah, so we all come from the spirit side of life. You know, we, we are there before we come here and then we are born into the physical. And that is why we all have psychic ability to varying degrees, because in the spirit side of life, it's a mind to mind communication. It's a thought communication. So there's nothing physical. When we come here and we are born here, most children up to the age of about five or six, display that psychic ability all the time whether they're seeing people whether it's just things they pick up on but the reason for that is that when then they go to school usually the five senses are developed and the sixth sense just gets shelved so they don't look at it so later in life it might come to the point where you know people feel that psychic connection and want to develop it at that point but going back to where we come from and why we are spirit when we are in this physical body we are still spirit and that's where all of our emotions come from it's where our inner knowledge comes from there's not one person that walks this earth that doesn't have their own intuition their own psychic intuition whether they call it a hunch whether they call it intuition whether they call it psychic whatever way they look at that um it comes from somewhere out with the physical realms Mm -hmm. It doesn't come from the mind, it comes from the gut feeling, which is the inner part of you, which is the psychic and the spirit part of you. So that is how we know that we are spirit in human form. And then when the body dies, the physical body dies, through whatever circumstance that might be, the spirit goes home. And then as soon as we are home, we know where we are. We know that we are home in spirit and we know that we continue to exist in a different realm.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really important point. And um, it's something that I really didn't come to understand until much later in life that the preexistence of the spirit, you know, I think a lot of us still think of ourselves as our bodies, Um, or even even in some traditional faiths, people think that you're created in the womb, you know, and that's when that's when you come into being as a as an entity. But uh, I think the reality is that we've, always existed that we are spirit and that's that's really important point that that uh that you made there that we we come from spirit we come we have this physical experience and then we go back into spirit
1: yeah i think you know there's so many different beliefs and there are so many different ways to look at things and as you know someone who does this i understand that it's sometimes hard to get your mind around that concept especially if there has been conditioning of other belief systems so I I think that that's not a bad thing if you don't know about this or well you know if you're just exploring it I think it's something that is a very personal thing but I always say the life force comes from spirit the life force the life force doesn't come from the physical it comes from spirit and so we have to have been there first who come here. And there are so many kids that talk about their, you know, memories sometimes of, and people will say it's reincarnation and call it different things. But sometimes it's just a memory of what went on before. Um, So there is a lot of evidence and actually scientific evidence as well, that backs up the fact that there is a spirit or soul within the human form.
0: Yeah. So I I want you to expand a little bit on what you just said. You said some people have memories and they'll call it reincarnation, but you seem to think it might be something else. What would that be?
1: Yeah. Well, reincarnation is a wide, wide topic and Mm -hmm. people think that reincarnation is the same person coming back again and reliving life as someone else when it really isn't. Reincarnation comes from maybe the same spirit. So for instance, I am Karen on this earthly journey and so that the spirit of me will go home when my body dies but it might be a different emanation of my spirit that comes back here again. So it's not me because I've lived this life, I've had this time as Karen and I've, gone, I've learned what I've learned, I've evolved in the way I have and I've gone home so there is no reason for me to come back here again. So when Children particularly talk about, you know, memories of things that they couldn't possibly know. And a lot of the stuff checks out. You know, when people check the information out, it's there, it's valid evidence. It's the connection to their spirit that they're picking up on. So it will be another emanation of their spirit that lived that life. But they are so connected. And Mm. I think that's the important thing to remember is we are very, very connected to spirit, our spirit. the great spirit or source whatever you might call that
0: Mm
1: um but uh, you know our minds can get very confused with how it all works and i think sometimes particularly with past life regression and things like that it can i feel it can sometimes do more damage than good because then people don't know what to do with that information and they don't Mm -hmm. know where to go with it
0: I, i i appreciate you saying that and um there are a lot of paradoxes out there and and a lot of people come to me and say, well, which is true? Is it this or is it this? Do we live one life or is there reincarnation? And, and I've come to the conclusion that you have. It's really kind of both. I will never live again, obviously as, as Brian, but there's like, there's levels of reality. There's like nestings, right? So the, the particular part of my spirit that chose this time to be Brian is only going to come here once, but there's a greater part of me that's still already back home, that's lived all these other lives and will emanate in other ways. But the connection is so tight that we get confused and think it's we're the same. Um, It reminds yeah. me of a friend of mine had a near death experience and she said she looked out and she saw all these people and she's like, I didn't know whether they were other lives of mine or people that I had known because I was so close to them that they felt like me.
1: Absolutely. And that makes complete sense to me, um, given what I, the way that I work. Mm. But I think also that feeling of our soul family, we have to remember, too, that because we come from there, we already have our soul or spirit family that we are connected with, even if we never knew them in this lifetime. You know, they, they're still there. They're still part of us. It still will feel familiar to us. We will feel the love from those people so it could be that your friend was either seeing her spirit family or it could be distant emanations of her spirit it could be either but I really like the way that you know they looked at that because sometimes I think like I said it gets very confusing there's so much information out there that I don't know if people know what to believe or what to look at and sometimes actually it does more damage because then people just can't you know perceive that information so then they just say oh it doesn't exist or it's rubbish or it's you know they, they can't have that belief which is a shame
0: yeah exactly <laughs> people get they get caught up in the details and we think we we want to know all the answers i don't. first of all i don't think we can even understand it from the human perspective because the, the mm-hmm. things we're talking about are concepts that are beyond us how can i be an individual and a collective at the same time but it, i think we are um and you have to look at the overall picture the overall, you know, message and lesson is that we are spirit. We come from spirit, we go back to spirit. And I tell people, don't get caught up on the details of whether you're coming back here or not. Worry about that once you get there.
1: Absolutely. I think, again, that's why, you know, with past life regression and things, it's very interesting. Of course it is. But how do we even know what's coming from the subconscious mind of something that we might have picked up on, from a tv show or you know we don't we don't know that information so it can't be evidential as such some Mm -hmm. of it might but it can't all be and like you've just said i think that people get caught up in either what happens after this life what happened before this life but we have to realize that we are spirit in this life and Mm -hmm. this is our time you know this is brian's time this is Karen's time to exist in this world and see what happens um without getting too taken up with the before and after as well
0: yeah well it reminds me what what, uh jesus said you know there's enough trouble for today so stop don't worry about don't worry about tomorrow so we this this life is this life is one life you live this one life this at at this time and then worry about the other stuff you know at that time so um, you mentioned that, and I, I think everybody kind of knows this, mediumship can be healing. So what what's your experience with people coming to you and getting readings, and, and what ways does it help them heal?
1: So, yes, mediumship is for healing purposes. It's not for any other purpose. It's not for, I mean, there's many different ways to read, of course, but any, any reading that you have with a medium should make you feel uplifted and make you feel better and maybe give you a clearer vision on things so if someone was coming to me for a reading that was coming for things about their own life maybe they need guidance maybe there's something going on in life that's tough for them that would be under a psychic reading I would help that person give them the guidance from what I was receiving from spirit and from what I was picking up from their own spirit and what was on their path so that then gives them healing because they go away feeling so much better, so much clearer, and it kind of empowers them to live their life. Mm -hmm. If someone comes to me through grief, through losing someone, which is obviously the mediumship part of things, the healing that comes from that is quite amazing and it's a completely different feel to the psychic so when it's a mediumistic reading you know that there is help going on for both sides of the veil so when I connect with spirit as that part in the middle I can feel the loved one in spirit receiving some nourishment from that communication. I can feel the person in front of me receiving the same nourishment from that communication. And I'm talking about soul nourishment where that is needed, something that needed to happen in that moment to help them through their grief or help them understand that their loved one is okay and that they still exist and that they will see them again. And even situations that might have come up where there's been conflict in a family and someone passes away, you can heal that too you know just by having that conversation between spirit and the person in front of me so there are many different ways that mediumship heals mm-hmm. but ultimately when whenever i'm with someone and they leave me um i know that there has been a great healing that takes place and it's not a healing that's just in that moment it's the healing that goes on and on and on because if it's empowering somebody that then they're living a better life because they're they know they're making better decisions or they're feeling more settled. If it's mediumistic, I know that when that person goes away, that information will be processed. They will have a stronger belief system because they've had evidence that their loved one is there. And it means that they themselves can connect with their loved one. And that does wonders for the person here. But for me, from a medium side of it, it also does wonders for the person in spirit because they also then feel like they got through. Like, yes, we got through, we got that communication forward. My daughter knows how much I'm there or whoever it might be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for for them, I can feel the joy and spirit when I make a connection for them.
0: Okay. Cause we don't we don't often think of the person in spirit being healed. We think about mediumship for the healing of the person here, but um And that goes to, I guess, the fact that the person in spirit, because there, again, there's another belief, I believe, misguided, that when people, when they go in the spirit, they forget about the earth, they forget about, you know, here, they don't care, they've moved on. Um, But I hear you saying that that's not the case.
1: It's not the case. And if it was the case, then there would be no need for mediums. You know, there would be no need, there would be no purpose to a medium. There, There would be no need for me to be born into this world to be a medium, if that was the case. Um, because I would be working against the tide the whole time but actually what happens is naturally born mediums are there to provide that bridge if they choose to do that because Mm -hmm. just because you're born a medium doesn't mean you have to do it but usually it's a vocation it's a calling of your soul that you can't resist and you can't ignore Um, and it's the most fulfilling thing ever but our loved ones do not Move on without us. They walk among us. They are beside us every day. But they do go on and have their involvement, their life in this in this spirit side of things. That doesn't mean they leave us. Stay with us. We'll be
0: right back. Hi there. I'm really excited to tell you about my latest ebook. It's four lessons that you can learn from the near death experience without going through all the trouble of dying to learn them. www.griefthenumber2growth.com slash NDE lessons. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. So um, when people, you know, people go to mediums and it's one way we can know our loved ones are still with us. But what about things like signs? How do we how do we recognize signs? What kind of signs can we get and how do we interpret them?
1: There's a lot of generic signs that you hear people talk about. So white feathers, certain types of birds, um, coins is another one I hear often. And these are very generic signs. Now, I don't mean that they're not there and they're not real. They They are real and they can be real. But I think the biggest thing to understand about your loved one in spirit is that they will communicate with you the way that they know you will understand them. So it might be a piece of music that comes on. You know, you're thinking of them and suddenly on the radio, their song comes on. It might be that you feel their presence, but you can't see them. You, there's no rhyme or reason for you to think they're there other than a knowing that they are beside you. Um, signs from spirit are very subtle. They're not big, you know, it's, they're not putting it on a billboard. It's very, very subtle where they, they need to, to use a lot of energy to make that happen. Um, It might be that you're driving along a street, you know, and it's a street you've never been on before, and then you look at the name of the street and it's the name of the person in spirit. It could be any of these things that spirit will influence our minds right at that point to perceive and Mm -hmm. take that as a sign. The biggest thing that I say to people is don't discredit that. You know, I think... Because our imaginations or our minds will kick in and say it's imagination. Our minds will tell us that we are imagining the whole thing. It was just because we wanted to think that or feel that it's us that's doing all of this. Because our mind is there to protect us, right? So if our mind doesn't understand where that's coming from, then it will tell us it's not real. And so we have to be strong enough then to go into our spirit and our gut instinct, intuition, and feel that that was real. And we have to believe in that. And the spirit one, and the person in spirit will be overjoyed that that sign and that message and communication got their loved one.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I've talked to a lot of people that say, I don't I don't get signs. And typically once I dig into that conversation, we'll say, well, except for this and except for that. Um, but I think it, it can be confusing confusing the people because they want to you know we want to have like a a dictionary of signs these are all the signs i, I could possibly get so it is you know it, it, and they'll say well that can't be a sign that like you said i'm driving down the street with the same name on it or a song coming on the radio or you know there it, the signs can come in, in a lot of different ways
1: when, when my mother passed away to Spirit, um, seven years ago, my sister and I had bought her concert tickets to see Barry Manilow, who she absolutely adored. Um, In a way, we bought them for our Christmas, and it was in a way to kind of help kind of boost her and make her fight, you know, and stay. Mm -hmm. um, Something to look forward to. Anyway, she passed away in February, and the concert was going to be in the June. And my sister and I decided we would still go. So on the morning of that concert, I got into the car and as I put the radio on, I heard the DJ saying, um, I've got a very excited lady on the line and we're going to talk to her right after the song. And I had said to my partner, "Um, this this is a message from my mum. And he Hmm. said, what do you mean? I said, I I absolutely know this is going to be a message from my mum. So anyway, the song played out. The, the presenter came back on and said, who am I speaking with? And the woman said, Catherine, which was my mum's name. Mm. And he said, why are you so excited today, Catherine? And she said, because I'm going to see Barry Manilow with my two daughters oh wow um, it was amazing and i knew it was coming i didn't know what was going to be said but i knew it was going to be something because i just felt that connection mm-hmm. and then obviously when i met with my sister i told her and that made the day amazing because we knew that my mom was there now there was a real woman on the end of that phone called katherine and right. she was going to the concert with her two daughters so if i allowed my mind to come into it i could make that logical i could say Well, it was, you know, it was coincidence. You know, Mm -hmm. that woman was there. But I didn't allow my mind to come into that because I absolutely knew that my mum had influenced me to switch the radio on right at that moment in time and listen to what they had to say. And that's how spirit works. Not always that they are presenting the very physical thing. It could be that they are influencing our mind or eyes or ears to hear or see something in that moment that would resonate within us.
0: Yes, I think that's a really, really good point because we don't we don't understand how all this stuff works. And sometimes as rational people, we think we're rational people. We're like, well, since I don't understand how it works, it must be a coincidence. But it happens so often. And I know a mediumship, like, for example, like in gallery readings, someone will say, I've got a person here whose name is whatever. And they they they, I was at a medium demonstration and there's a connection to white roses and there's this. And like four people will stand up and be able to take all of those things. Um, And it's like, how does spirit get us all in the same room? But it, it seems to happen.
1: It does happen. And when I do my gallery readings, the same thing happens where I will give the evidence, put it out there. And there might be three or four people that can take that. Or I'm working with someone and then someone else puts their hand up and says, I can take all that too. And at that moment in time, I always say, well, I'm with this lady's mother at the moment but it means that your mother might be pushing in at the same time and just bringing mm-hmm. something that you can take from this food and if you think about it the spirit side of life help all of this communication happen so quite often at a gallery reading I will be working with someone and then someone else will come in I know that that first spirit has helped that second spirit come forward if it's needed but sometimes mm-hmm. The link is stronger with some and it's not so strong with others. That can happen. It varies. Um, But they will help one another. So it makes sense that if two people have very similar things that they can look at, then it makes sense that that will happen at the same time.
0: Yeah, I I can say (laughs) I've I've seen it happen so many times. And and, and some people are criticized. Well, it's it's because the medium is giving out things that are generic. I and understand. it's not, and it's and it's not, you know. It's, it's I've seen it be very specific things, and it's just it's pretty amazing that that uh, these people, like I said, they end up coming together. We don't we don't understand how it works. I so uh,
1: I was just going to add there, um, John mm-hmm. Edwards. Um, mm-hmm. is a medium that I've watched since I was a teenager. I loved John's work, and it just seemed that when he spoke, I it resonated with me. It's like mm-hmm. when. He's about spirit I already knew that information so I knew that we were on a kind of similar wavelength with things um, and there were many gallery readings that I would watch of his and it would be that the information was so specific like you said but two people could take it but more than that they were usually sitting together and there were strangers you yeah. know where that sat next to one another and it's quite unbelievable in some ways but it it happens so you're absolutely right
0: yeah well it, again it, it it goes back to we think we understand the physical world and we think it's all cause and effect and and rational and there are influences going on that come from outside the physical world that we just we don't understand so we either shut it down and say it was just coincidence or it's my mind making it up As opposed to accepting yeah there's there's a higher order of things that we live within and Mm -hmm. we can we can we can tap into that and we can accept it and and it becomes pretty magical
1: that is the word i use all the time is magic it's something that that word speaks to me because i just feel on every level with what i do with my mediumship it just is like magic and it brings so much to people. It brings so, I mean, I'm lucky. It brings so much to me. You know, I'm very lucky and blessed to be able to be part of it. And it's difficult sometimes. It's not the easiest road at times doing mediumship. It's a, Mm. you know, it's a big responsibility. It's something that ethically and morally you have to take on and make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do and not doing more damage or not, you know, you're dealing with vulnerable people. Sometimes you're dealing with people who are dealing with grief uh, incredible grief, and so you have to be so aware of that and very humble about it. But at the same time, it's such a blessing. I would, I would not like it at all if I couldn't do this. If I woke up one day and it wasn't there, um, I, I just would not be settled with that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> have you found? You said you're dealing, you deal with people in grief, of course. Um, have you found that deep grief can it block the communication?
1: No. Never. Um, I think there's, this is another thing that's out there quite a lot, I think, where maybe someone's been for a reading and it didn't work. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, sometimes the mediums are, have been the ones to say, oh, it was blocked or, you know, they couldn't get through because of the person, whatever emotional state they were in. For me, that makes no sense. For mm-hmm. me, when someone wants to see me, even if they're in the deepest grief at that point, I will still be able to get a communicator through. I will still be able to help that person. But I would always recommend to people that they go for a reading when they are emotionally able to deal with it, because it's not for my sake. I will still get that communication. But you don't want someone going away still in an upset place. You want someone to walk away feeling like they had a a good reading you know a valid reading something that helps them and sometimes I think you know I get asked a lady messaged me last week saying that her mother just passed away and it was sudden and unexpected and she wanted a reading that week and in that circumstance I would always say no like please go away and just Process what's happened, you mm. know, because this is a big deal. You have to process that. And I am here, I'm not going anywhere, so I will be here when the reading needs to take place. But you have to take care of the people here too. And sometimes I don't know that someone in emotional distress or deep grief can take it in the same way and process it, which which is a shame because then the spirit person knows that of their loved one. They know that their loved one is in that place, they want to come and help them. But I don't think the reading has the same effect if the person is in the depths of grief and it's too soon.
0: Interesting. Yeah, because I've heard other people say, uh, "Okay, well, the person on the other side, it has to be six months or it has to be, you know, whatever.
1: That's such a myth. You know, I heard that, too, before I done my mediumship. the old traditional way was, oh, it's one or two years or, you know, and I used to think, how does that make sense? If we go over to spirit, you know, and I used to try and play about with it in my mind and try and understand. And then when I started doing my mediumship, um, I very much understood because there was one day I was reading for four people, one after another in the lady's house. And at the end of it, I only ever did four as a maximum because it is quite depleting of energy when you're doing readings as well. Mm-hmm. And the woman said to me, um, please could you read from a French? It just came in. And I said, no, I don't normally do that. And she said, please, I don't want to leave it out. And I said, okay, I'll give it a go. Once the lady sat down, I received communication straight away. I told her who I had, the name of the person, his wife's name, that he had two daughters, that he died on a an airplane from abroad. He'd had a heart attack. I gave her all the information and she just was looking blank and I said to her, well, I'm so sorry, does does this not make sense to you? I've maybe picked this up wrong or it's not for you. And mm-hmm. she said, no, it makes sense, but he just died this morning and it's mm-hmm. my friend's husband. And so that was the same day that that man was able to make a communication with me. So spirit can't, and it's happened numerous times since then, so mm-hmm. spirit don't have a time limit. But the other thing I would say is, if someone passes away and it's been traumatic or unexpected, Sometimes that spirit person, if you like, has to deal with the emotions of suddenly being away from their physical life. So they still have to grieve for that physical life too. So sometimes it can be where you can pick up on the grief of that spirit too, but it's not the same as our grief. It's a different kind of grief because we know where we are. We know that we'll see them again. We know that we're still with them. So it's a different kind of thing, but there are emotional Um, traumatic situations that you feel on both sides so although they can communicate it's maybe a better reading if there's a little bit of time
0: well you know you just brought up another another myth let's say um, that when we cross in the spirit there are no negative emotions that we can't feel sadness we can't feel loneliness we can't miss our loved ones so what are your what are your thoughts on that
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that we have to remember that we are emotional beings, you know, and emotions and love come from the soul. So, of course, when we cross over, we're gonna still have those feelings. It's not—I would say that there's—you don't cross over and you're in a, a place where you can't accept where you are. I think that there's a lot out there, you know, there's rescue circles and rescue mediums and things like that that say they have to move people on into the light and all of that. That, That's not my particular belief. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's not my particular belief because I know that when we cross over, we know where we are, but we still can be sad. We still can feel like, you know, if you think about it, if if a father passes away suddenly, he will still have those sad feelings that he can't hug his children physically. Mm -hmm. He will still have those feelings that his children are worried and upset, where is dad, where is he, like he's just been taken away from us, that father in spirit is still going to feel for his family and feel the yeah. if he could help, and when, again, when my mum crossed over, my sister couldn't really, she accepted it, but she was so upset, she phoned me one day and she was sobbing, and I said to her at that point, remember mum can see this, and we have to remember that we have to help mum too and that kind of startled her a little bit and I said to her I don't mean that you crying is upsetting her because I really didn't mean that what mm-hmm. I meant was let's realize that spirit also have got healing to do and spirit also have these emotions so I was kind of telling her that to help her which it did and in mm-hmm. the end she said I never thought about it like that now I know that I have to be strong and get through things, and that doesn't mean that somebody shouldn't have grief and shouldn't sob their heart out. You know, if they've, if they've lost someone, it just means that we will have to realise sometimes that's happening on both sides. And um, the healing over on the other side is slightly different because, it, mm-hmm. like again, they know where they are, they know they are home, they know that this physical life is a very short speck, you know, in the grand right. scheme of things. Right. So you know, and there's no. We we'll have to remember, there's no time in spirit. So there's no physical time. There's only time in this side of life. So when someone, if someone crosses over and it's another 20 years before you cross over, for that 20 years, the minute you're with them again, it's like you've never left. It's like you've never been apart. Hmm. That's why spirit often comes through mediums and say, go and live your life. Don't worry, I'm here. Go and live your life. Live your best life. Live for me. And Hmm. then I will see you again. It's because they don't lose any time.
0: Well, wow. what you just said just gave me goosebumps because just yesterday I was talking to a father who son passed away at at uh, 18 and, and, and it's only been a year. And, and the guy, of course, is distraught and he's like, he's missing so much. You know, I just he's, he's he's missing so much. So what comfort would you give to a parent that says my child died young and now they're missing everything and I'm going and living my life?
1: Uh, just again, I would say, you know, that that's the first thing we'll have to know is that they're not missing out because obviously children should never cross before their parents. You know, that's not the natural way that it's supposed to happen. So it's always, uh, you know. I think it's it's the biggest thing that anyone could deal with in this life, you know, is losing a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always going to feel like they were only 18. They had a life ahead of them. They didn't get to live their time out here. They didn't get to live their life and they're missing things. And here I am living without them and just getting on with normal life. Right. I would mm-hmm. always say, remember that time thing, that there is no time. There is no divide. That time that you feel you're doing here in physical years is not happening on the other side. So the minute you are with your son again, he, it will be like no time has passed. It will just be this small connection. We have to also remember in that, that the child, so the 18-year-old that's on the other side, he won't feel like he's missed out on things. He will know where he is and he will understand that he didn't get as long here as hoped or planned or you know whatever that might be Mm -hmm. but it won't mean that he doesn't evolve on the other side and the other side is a world of thought so we still get to do or think about the things that we love and you know that's how the jokes come about of people saying oh you know my mum will be lying on a beach in Spain somewhere you know having a glass of wine or something it's Mm -hmm. because if we think about that over there then that's where we are. So they don't miss out. They still evolve. They still develop. But the day that you see them again, it's like there has been no time.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you know, these are really interesting points. And and I, I always have to be careful because people will sometimes, especially people in grief, will take them and run to an extreme. So mm-hmm. if you say like, I think one there's good intentions when people say, well, people on the other side don't have negative emotions because then we don't have to worry about them. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. We're still human. And I and I and the way I look at it, and you tell me whether you agree, I think they feel bad for us. Because like you said, they know where they are. They know we're going to see them again. They know it's like no time to them. But they look at us and they see us grieving. And it's like when a parent looks at a child and your child's on the floor throwing a tantrum. You feel really bad for your child, but you know it's just a tantrum and you know it's just because they couldn't have a cookie. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's how it is for, for when people in spirit look at us, they're like, and that's why they say to us, go live your life. Everything's okay. Everything's going to be all right. It's it's fine. It's fine. And and grieving is okay. Grieving is natural. We're supposed to grieve. Uh, I know people, like you said, when your mother passed, it sounds like you went, are going through have gone through a grief process. So it's, it's mm-hmm. normal. So don't feel like also that like you're blocking them by grieving. Cause I've heard that too
1: yeah no you you'll never block anyone by grieving grieving is part of loving that person and that is you have to express that what whatever way that you need to express it you you will see that people grieve very differently some people just are able to pick up and get on with things other people could be in for a long long time so we all deal with it very differently and mm-hmm. no one you know no one should worry about that that is a completely natural place to be but if we are truly connected to that loved one in spirit which we are then we un- we have to understand too that no they don't want us to stop our lives here because their life stopped here they want us to go on and do the things that give us the best life that give us that experience here that we should have and i think you've made a, a a point there and I agree with it that it's more about leaving the loved one, it's more about knowing that they will suffer so mm-hmm. my mum was ill before she passed so she, we knew that she was going to pass and my mum's fear all the way through was about leaving her kids and her grandchildren it wasn't necessarily about dying, it wasn't necessarily I mean obviously she's sad because she's not going to be here and get delivered, she was young you know she was 61 so that's young to pass to spirit. But, you know, I had a conversation with my mum about that at the time. And I said, you know, you're, you're young, you know, this is awful. And we were talking about it. And she said, yeah, but, you know, there's children that pass away. There's people younger than me. I've had 61 years in this lifetime, you know, and she was very positive. So she wasn't frightened to go. She knew there was an afterlife, but she was frightened to leave her family. So sometimes it's more about that feeling of watching them suffer or knowing that they will suffer because right. of the grief. But unfortunately, you know, it is it is part of life. And as much as I don't think things can be prevented sometimes, you know, people say, well, maybe it was supposed to happen. That's another thing that I hear a lot within my mediumship that people will say, you know, like I was speaking to a woman last week and her son passed away at 18. And she had asked me, was that the plan? Was that his life's journey? That's not something I believe. He passed through an accident. So for me, I was saying to her, that was an accident. That's exactly what it was. It was an accident. Spirit can't come in and change the physical things sometimes. You know, like my mum had cancer. Now, if spirit could come in and take that cancer away, they would do it, right? Because they're not, they are not want to be here as long as possible. But that can't happen because, unfortunately, that's the human side of things. That's the physical realm that we live in and physical things happen. So Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe that things, you know, people are meant to pass right at that point. Um, There's different beliefs on that, and I respect every single one of them. But personally, for me, that didn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, and that's one of those um, ones that I still wrestle with because people are very adamant about either everything is planned or nothing is planned. I kind of think it's somewhere in between. I think there's, I think there's an overall arch of our life. There are things that are a lot more probable than others. And I think spirit, if we want to use that term, is really good at calculating those probabilities. So this is where your life is probably going to go, but there's also free will and there's sometimes stuff just happens. Absolutely. Um,
1: Free will takes us through a lot, you know, like, and that should, because that is what we are here to do is have that free will and have that human experience. Mm -hmm. But the soul knows everything. And I think if you think about people that have passed away um, unexpectedly, but just, you know, an hour before the man phoned his wife to say, I love you, and he never does that on his way home from work and then unexpectedly passes away. The soul knows. The soul knows (laughs) what's coming up. But that doesn't mean it's planned, but the soul still knows. So the soul will prompt something like that, you know, that I love you. But it doesn't mean that the conscious mind knew that it was going to happen.
0: Yeah. Well, again, we can get in some of these dilemmas because I know a lot of times spirit will tell us something that's coming up through through a medium or through a dream or whatever. But then there's we also know that sometimes spirit is surprised. I've heard some mediums say, oh, they always know like six weeks before you cross over or something like that. But I've heard people have near-death experiences. It's like they get there and they turn around. They're like, wait, you're not supposed to be here. And they send them back.
1: Yeah, and, sp- and your spirit will always fight for that survival, I think. You know, the human part of you will fight for survival. So if someone has a near-death experience and they do kind of go into that place in between the two and spirits say to them you're not you're not supposed to be here or like turn back or whatever it might be or they felt themselves that they didn't want to go at that point and the fight to come back mm. then again that's a free will thing and that's a strength of spirit and and the same goes for someone who passes away like my grandfather passed away when we weren't with him we'd sat with him the whole day and I had said to my mum you know, I think he's going to go when we're not here. He doesn't, he won't go when we're next to him. He, he won't, he'll, he'll just not do it because he won't want us in the room. And that's exactly what happened. And in fact, I called her that night and said, and this was years before my mediumship and I called her and said to her, "Oh, you have to go back. I have a feeling he's going tonight. You have to go back. And she said, no, no, he's fine. He was settled, you know, and she just wouldn't listen and He did pass away. And then afterwards, she said to me, why didn't I listen to you? And I said, you weren't supposed to. Like, I was obviously picking up on the feeling of him moving in some way or detaching in some Mm -hmm. way. But that can happen with your own sixth sense about something as well. Like, I was in a car crash, unfortunately, last year. uh, And it was only me in the car. And the car went into a full skid and I couldn't be in control of the car. But what happened before that I was travelling for an hour, and I kept thinking, what would I do if I was trapped in a car? What would I do? Would I get out? Where would I get out? And I kept going through, and then I kept kind of bringing myself to again and saying, why are you thinking that? That's a really negative thought. Push that out. You don't want to be, you know, thinking like that. Mm -hmm. It kept happening. And then an hour later, turned a corner, full skid, went straight into a wall, into a tree, and the car was a complete wreck, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have one scratch on me. So I knew after it, I thought, Karen, you were being told. You were being told. And you of all people should have listened. You of all people should have realized this was some message and just been careful, slowed down, whatever it might have been to go around that corner. But I didn't because the human side of me was thinking about, well, what am I going to buy for tea tonight? You know, what am I right. going to do with the kids at the weekend? So there's your soul will always speak to you, whether it's this side of life or that side of life, it
0: will always be there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, there, there are those, those, those prompts that we have sometimes. And then we get, again, we get back into, we can, can we avoid things or not? And why do we get them? And I don't know. It's interesting. Cause there's a woman that had kept having these visions that she was going to die in childbirth and for a very specific thing and kept telling her husband and her doctors and everybody. And they're like, okay, you're just making this up. This is all in your head. And finally, she convinced one anesthesiologist to at least bring in an extra crash cart or something. And, of course, she had that exact condition she thought she was going to have. And it's it's an interesting dilemma because she just knew she was going to die. And it's like, well, it didn't, she did die, but it was only for like 37 seconds. And mm-hmm. they were able to bring her back because she had the vision. So, again, it's like, was it predestined? Was it preordained? Was, was she supposed to save herself? We'll never know.
1: Yeah, and my view on that would be that her soul absolutely knew what was going on, and she wasn't supposed to go. So then that warning was there, and she listened yeah, to it. And yeah. I've had, um, you know, I I had an ectopic pregnancy and knew it was ectopic, and told the doctors that after getting the positive pregnancy test, this is not going to go as planned. This is ectopic, and they looked at me like, "Why are you saying this? It's all mm-hmm. fine. You're fine. Your bloods are fine. Everything was fine." And I. They sent me home and I phoned again and said, I promise you, this is ectopic. I can see it. I know that I'm going to have to come to hospital. No, no, no. And then three days later, lo and behold, rushed into hospital. The tube had ruptured. It was ectopic. They got me Mm into surgery straight away. And and even the midwife who I'd spoken to came and apologised and said, I'm so sorry. I didn't think there was no signs. And I said, it's not your fault. But I knew my yeah. soul was telling me that that was going to happen so wow. if it's a strong feeling like that for any listeners if you have such a strong feeling don't go into a panic about it but try to kind of understand that you're not making this up you know this is something that's going on if it's as strong as as that
0: absolutely're so <laughs> we're, we're getting short on time I really enjoy having this conversation with you I do want to ask you about um spirit guides um because <laughs> we've been told we have spirit guides. How do we know who they are? How do we get in touch with them? How can you help us with that?
1: So we all have a spirit team. Uh, regardless of what we do in life we all have a spirit guide a spirit team and it's different guides at different times so it's almost like being in you know elementary school you wouldn't have the same teacher that you would have in college so it's a different kind of teachers and guides come in at different times depending on what you need and the I always say to people don't panic about trying to get in touch with your guides this is another thing that's out there you know you need to know who your guides are you don't really need to know who they are but if you do know who they are you can create a really nice relationship with them so if you do want to you know connect with your guides meditation is a great way to do it sitting in the silence creating that space for yourself that's just you so it might just be a walk in the park you know it might just be sitting outside in the sunshine it could be sitting for meditation purposes any way that you do it, it's about creating that quiet space for you just connect with yourself first and foremost but then to put the thought out there to your spirit team please come forward i would love to connect with you and they will do it at the right time Mm -hmm.
0: yeah you know that's one of those things that i'm i'm really interested or it's interesting to me because i guess if we were supposed to know who our guides were and they were supposed to talk to us directly they would so i think there is there's that it kind of goes back to free will it kind of goes back to if you look at it like this is like a school or whatever, you don't want someone telling you all the answers to everything all the time, right? We're here to we're here to figure Absolutely. something out for for ourselves. So the guides are there to, I think, kind of keep us not too far off the path, but they're also not here to do it all for us.
1: A hundred percent, and that's what I say to my students all the time: don't become obsessed with who your guides are because if they are going to come in so that you know them then they will do that in their own time and you will realize that that connection is there and through mediumship obviously through my work and over the years i know quite a few of my guides now and i do have a lovely relationship with them i can speak openly to them and feel them coming in and feel the different Mm. ones coming in and out but that's taken a long long time to get to that point and it's mainly for the purposes of helping my mediumship. It's not really for the purposes of helping me with my my human life. You know, I have to figure those answers out just the same as everyone else.
0: Yeah. I think that's part of the point. That's why we're here is to figure those things out. Karen, it's been really great getting to know you. Uh, Let people know how they can work with you and how they can reach you.
1: So anyone can reach me at KarenPsychic.com. And At that website, you can connect with me for personal consultations or for mentorship or courses. And I think there's a big interest out there for mentoring purposes. Um, My mentorships are one-to-one. It is me and the student. I don't take a lot of students on because I feel that anyone looking at building their psychic link or their mediumship, there's I I felt in the early days for me, there weren't a lot of teachers that were doing the one-to-one. It was like generic courses as such so mm-hmm. that's why i do my mentorship so you can connect with me for that at karenpsychic.com or for courses or for personal consultations
0: awesome karen uh really great talking to you today uh, enjoy the rest of your day
1: thank you so much for inviting me it's been an absolute pleasure
0: i'm excited to announce i have a great new resource it's called gems four steps to move from grief to joy and what it is, it's four things that I have found that I do on a daily basis to help me to navigate my grief. And I'm offering it to you free of charge. It's a free download. Just go to my website, G slash gems, G E M S and grab it there for free. I hope you enjoy it. Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grief to growth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.